0: This time last week, I met an entrepreneur called Paul and gave him £8,000. And when I was thinking of what number to give him, what number he needed to help his life be better, I worked out simply the job that he has right now and how it's trapped him and how much it pays him for three months take home so that he can quit that job and spend three months breaking free. Because it turns out, in nearly every experience I've ever had with building anything, it takes about three months to get to a point where you are financially able to afford to live. If you do it right. Now, a lot of people think building a business takes years, and in some cases it does. But I think the mistake that a lot of people make when building a business is not doing it step by step. Some irony I know to using step by step over and over again as a metaphor, considering I bought a staircase in Twickenham. But when Paul pressed the doorbell and told me his dream, it turns out that he's already started his dream, he's already started to build his business. But he has also a job. And that job, ironically, in my opinion, has kept him back from making it work. A lot of people build a business on the side as a side hustle and use the revenue they've got coming in from their job to pay for that new business. But the problem with that model is you don't need to learn fast enough. You don't need to go fast enough. If you are back against the wall having to make ends meet each month, it's actually better, in my opinion, than when you have a job. And also, frankly, you have the time to make the business work. Full-time focus on a business is the only way to really make something work in nearly 99% of cases. Now, I have personally built 19 companies. Even today, when I'm building helpbank.com, I couldn't do it if I wasn't completely focused on making that business work. Now, I have... A caveat to this and that is I'd rather someone started something on the side with a job in hand and actually started that thing on the side than not start at all and I know for a lot of people perhaps listening to this podcast you maybe got a job that at least covers the bills and you think That security and I do get it I do I think when I was younger at 15 years old when I couldn't get a job that's what my first instinct was to get a job get a job be safe have some income pay the rent and then I'll worry about you know dreams and ambitions and all those things later but the problem I've seen with everybody I know even when I'm back from school days that got a job is that they're still in that job you know, you've probably heard it before, but a salary is a drug. It is something that comes in regularly and you lose that hunter instinct. I see a lot of people just lose that ability to go and hunt. And the truth is, when we were in, back in caveman days... Men and women went out and hunted. Now, this is actually not me being PC. It's a fact. Some women were good hunters. Some men were good hunters. Some men had to stay back and lift up the heavy grinding units, big rocks to do the grinding. So men were needed for cooking and preparing the food for for later. So, But men and women went out and hunted in the morning. They used to get up early and go. And there was no fridge. So there was no food to eat when you wake up. you get up and you go hunting and normally you get back three or four in the afternoon depending on the place in the world that you're hunting and the time the sun sets and all that and you know even if it's raining and it's difficult you enjoy it you're out there making it happen and you come back with better hunting skills you come back knowing that if you do not go out and actually get something to eat that day then you and your family will starve so what happens you don't stop until you've got something you don't stop until you've got what the camp needs what your tribe needs and you know we need to kind of get back to that and remember Remember, you know, the Vikings have called this concept burning the boats. They get to somewhere, they burn the boats, they can't go back. There's something incredibly powerful around that metaphor. Something really powerful about having no choice but to make something work. And that's what I want for people to grasp. When I'm talking to them on the street and asking them what their dream is, or when people press the doorbell and pitch their dream, often it's their own mind stopping them doing it. I'm not saying it's It's not good to have a cushion of some savings, or it's not good to have a buffer, you know, a backup. But if you've got a job today and you quit it and start something, you could get that job back. You can get another job. I actually think even that is dangerous. The best thing you can do. It's just assume you're never going to get another job again and you have to make what you're doing works. And you can do it step by step. If you dream as I, I, I own an investment company, invest in businesses, right? But I started out with a gardening company and that gardening company initially paid the bills and taught me business. Start in a simple way. Maybe even at Airbnb, you can copy the models of all these successful businesses. Maybe Airbnb, they sold cereal boxes before they became Airbnb, Then when they they had enough money to make Airbnb work, once they raised money, then they full-time on Airbnb. And the good thing about selling cereal boxes was that the conventions that they sold these cereal boxes at, they did a lot of research and found out, of course, that people needed cheaper accommodation around conventions, which is where Airbnb first launched, around conventions. So start somewhere. Start with your back against the wall could be a competitive advantage. If you've got no money, that could actually help you ensure success. So don't think that you need lots of money to start a business. That's not true. In fact, it can make you weak. And if you can, quit that job and go for it.